Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. All right. What's up, everybody? This is Chase. And I have a congested nose, but I'm going to get through it. Why? Because every week I get to talk with you lovely, lovely, lovely people. Who are you? Where are you at right now? What are you doing? Are you jogging? It's cold. Right now, it's cold. Are you jogging? You're a badass. That's incredible. What, are you driving to work? Are you driving home from work? Are you driving to meet up a bu- with a buddy for coffee? Are you going to go to your mastermind group? What are you doing? Where are you going? Because this show is for entrepreneurs. Do you know what an entrepreneur is? An entrepreneur is someone who goes like, oh, wait, there's no security anywhere out there at all for me. <laughs> like, no job is actually as secure as they're trying to make me think it is. Number one. Number two, the universe is still a big, very, very big question to all of us. You know, like, what are we doing here? What's going on? We have to take care of ourselves. We have to learn how to survive in our own jungle, in the jungle, because this is like a jungle. If you look around, I mean, like, look at look at the politics, look at the news, look at the earnings of some of these companies out there. It is a jungle. Look at the regular people, the mom and pop shops that have built a solid product for decades and they're out there just faithfully crushing it every day in a sustainable way. And look at the new trends that are coming up that are challenging those businesses. Look at the ways that those businesses have to stay relevant, right? Look at the ways that like like younger kids, like 13-year-olds won't even be caught on Instagram. It's hmm. too old for them. Do you understand? Like the, like the technology and the, the culture is just eating itself. Look at all of this. And in the context of this, you, the lone sort of human with your loincloth and your spear, going, setting out to provide for your family, to protect them with, and, and to give them the sustenance that they need, right? Your tribe, your people, taking care of yours and you, right? This is entrepreneurship. Now, for some of you, you might be like, all right, get your head out of the sand dunes or whatever you're stuck in because we're not cavemen anymore. I beg to differ. We are exactly cavemen. We are exactly cavemen and women and everything in between. We are still monkeys on a rock that accidentally found out we're monkeys on a rock and it doesn't answer many of our questions. Now, that's very existential, yada, yada, yada. Why do I bring that into an entrepreneurial conversation? I bring that into an entrepreneurial conversation because entrepreneurialism is the profound, if like, like the, the, uh, the experience of the monkey on the rock flying through space at a million miles an hour, trying to figure out what monkey is here to do. <laughs> monkey needs mm. to eat. Monkey's kids need to eat. Monkey's elders need to eat, right? It's like, oh man, there's stuff to do. So we learn how to, we learn how to make that little money. You know what I mean? Gotta learn how to make that money. Now you could go out and learn how to make that money and you could just get a job somewhere. This is what a lot of people do. I tried it for a little while. I had worked at a place that was like before Jamba Juice. It was called Blenzers. It was a local like, like you know, <laughs> juice blending like smoothie place. Extravaganza. I hated it, Aiden. I hmm. hated it. But I, you know, so I made the, I made the wheat I made the wheatgrass shots. I did all the things. The, the boss comes in, tells me I need to sweep stuff up. It was a mess. I mean, that place got disgusting. 
I had to clean it up. <laughs> I know I was not good at this though. This was the first job that I ever had, and it was the uh, it was the beginning of the end for me. Because for a lot of us looking out into the the potential and the opportunity in the world, it's like it's like, dude, you know what? I didn't go to school to become uh, like a financial trader. Uh, that seems like those guys might be making some money. I don't know. I don't know enough about Bitcoin to make money off of that. And by the way, that sounds like pretty bubbly right now. Like it sounds like we've got a long time left to go before all this blockchain stuff in a currency form actually, you know, is reliable. It's speculative, speculative right now. Right. So I'm just naming things that like people have made money in recently that I'm not qualified to do. Right. <laughs> I'm not qualified to teach, uh, to, to coach a football team. Right. But those coaches make some money. Right. <laughs> their, their, hmm. their kids are eating. Their kids are eating. Uh, what else, you know, like life insurance. I got some buddies that sell life insurance and they've got a real business, you know, but I don't want to switch, you know, all the way over to, to go do something completely different, wear a suit to work and all that stuff. I'm a little bit out of that. Right. So about, you know, whatever, 15 years ago, decade ago or so I started, you know, finding out ways to work on my own, to work on my own. I did, I did it through, through making websites for people. I don't know if you know this, but in the past, uh, you know, 10 years, specifically the the opportunity has fractally exploded because uh the internet is now a part of our daily life right and so you can be like a uh you can be a garden consultant via skype right Mm. but only if you can find customers (laughs) only if you can find clients who will land on your website who will first of all be interested enough in something uh in finding someone to help them with their garden that they that they're searching for it right and then second of all, they find you somehow. Maybe someone talks about you on their Facebook news feed or something like that. Maybe you have an advertisement in Instagram. Maybe you just have a great resource page and they search on Google and they find you. Or a YouTube video because they're looking to actively learn themselves and so they find you there. By the way, this is still just the intro to the show. We have a lot more that we're going to talk about today. I, but I'm in a vein right now. We're going to keep going. okay? <laughs> because sometimes I find it's extraordinarily helpful to zoom out. And remind ourselves, what are we doing this for? Why are we doing this? And what is the Mm. context for which we are actually pursuing this thing so that we don't get stuck with our head up our own behinds, chasing our tail in circles, completely disconnected from the actual impact we're trying to have, the actual result we're trying to make. We're doing work for work's sake instead of work for results' sake, for our sake, right? Because that's a dangerous place to be. This is where an entrepreneur out in the out in the jungle, all by his or herself, can get really, really confused. They start going around in circles. They're no longer being productive in terms of searching for the hunt to feed the elders and their kids and stuff like that. Right? They're they're yeah. in their head. They're worried if they're not good enough. They're worried if they even deserve to be trying to do this. They worry if anything's going to happen for them or things typically happen against them, right? They're a victim. They've been victimized in life, right? So like these are the kinds of things that come up as an entrepreneur, the kinds of mindsets, the voices in our heads that whisper at us, right? As we are building our entrepreneurial enterprises, as we are just trying it out, figuring it out as we go, getting a squirrel here and there. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're a big game hunter. That's one of the beauties of this. I remember, I remember when Nathan Barry, who started a company called ConvertKit, 
He was a friend of mine and he was spe- he was a designer and a, an entrepreneur and he was on the speaking circuit for a little while there. And, and he, I think he wrote a, I think this is, came from one of his books that he wrote, but the idea was, was like, you don't have to be this 10,000 pound gorilla leading a marketplace anymore. You can have a solid digital enterprise that pays the bills for your family sustainably. And the vast majority of the population will never know your name ever. And that's totally fine. You're still doing, you're getting the results you set out to get, right? So this idea of a modern business where you're like, man, you're just getting the squirrel. I go out, I get three squirrels every day. Everybody gets three squares meals. It's fine. You know, like, sure. It's like maybe a little less dignified than eating, you know, (laughs) Buffalo or something like that, (laughs) but that's fine. Like this is how we roll. We're good. We're good like this. We're, you know, we, our bodies don't grow as big. We're smaller. We're nimble. nimble. We're, we're, we're faster. We're agile. We're thinkers. We can do math. Look at those guys eating the bison over there. They're just lying down after. They can't even move. They can't even move. Sorry, I'm going way too deep into this metaphor. <laughs> I love it. But the, the idea here is there is opportunity in the world today for you. There is. What level that opportunity is at is the is where your mindset and your voices in your head, your traumas, your history, your, your personality, your psychology, your whatever is going to come up. And when that comes up, it's going to impact your ability to follow through on the work you set out to do. Okay. So much of entrepreneurialism, and this is really the crux that I've been building to this whole time. So much of entrepreneurialism is figuring out what to do, coming up with a hypothesis and designing a hypothesis of here's what I think I should do. And then doing that in a timely manner such that you can observe the results of that because that will be important for you right afterwards when you design your next hypothesis, the very next thing that you're going to do, right? So we're constantly going, here's what I'm going to do. Then we're making the plan to do it. Then we do it and we look back and we say, what did we do? What are the results of what we did? Then we say, what are we going to do next? All right, now it's this. So entrepreneurship is a lot of, okay, what now? What now? And I mean that what comma now period. <laughs> what, question are, mark. what are we going to do? Question mark. Hi, yeah. <laughs> M dash. Uh, the, <laughs> the, what are we going to do right now? Okay. And now a lot of people get stuck. Let me just put this in here before we get into our topic today. Now is the key there because it's not what, you know, this next five years, it's nice to have a five-year goal. It totally is. But what right now, if you can let yourself take off a bite that's chewable, that actually fits in your mouth, you can get stuff done, man. You can get stuff done. And if you string done stuff together, it can add up to something really big. It really can. It's surprising. It's very surprising. What's Mm -hmm. that, Aiden? Certainly big enough, at least. Yeah, big enough for sure. Big enough for what? For the results you intended to to have happen, right? For me, like in my metaphor right now, it's feeding the niños, feeding the abuelas, the elders, right? Got, like taking care of your people, right? Those are the results. For me, having a, a, a roof over our head, three square meals a day, smiles on my kid's face, connection, emotional connection with my children, emotional connection with my spouse. I'm a, I'm a king. Do you understand? All I need is like a, a, some dates in the fridge. 
right? <laughs> and a, palm frond. A steak, every, a steak every now and again, but some dates. I taught my little baby girl how to, how to eat a date and throw the seed away so she doesn't swallow the seed, right? Uh, it's like, it's like, there's, there's, there, like, I don't need all that much, you know, when you, when you really start looking at your life and, and realize the, that the relationships are the thing that matter most to you, you can actually come up with the results you want, you want to have happen. Like, I want to have connection with, my family, with my kids, mm. with my whatever that can, that can be a really nourishing, sustaining thing in our lives. And I didn't, I'm, I'm, I mentioned that now just cause I, Hey, 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 I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that very much. And I was spinning my freaking wheels, man. I was grinding my gears, trying to become successful, thinking that more success would mean I, I would feel better. And it, and it really didn't, it really never did. Uh, add up to that things now that I'm learned how to get nourishment from my relationships, my friendships, right? My universe, my, my, like my sort of my connection to source energy, if you will. And then also, but like, and, and more, and even more profoundly, my connection to my daughter and my son and my, and my baby girl and my friends, kids and my grand, my mom and my dad, stuff like that. There's nourishment that can come from there. Now, all of a sudden, I am actually getting successful, <laughs> you know, like now I have energy to work on what I need to work on. I'm not constantly spinning on what's going on. I'm not constantly worried that I'm not doing enough in the mm. same way that I used to. So today we're going to get into something that, that is like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is like every single entrepreneur goes through this. We're going to have our conversation talking about it. And what we're talking about today is daily routine hacking. All right. I, I, I use that word there because, you know, some people, a lot of people know what that word means now. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people are already sick of that word, right? Cause for a long time there on the internet, there was like hacks to like, to, you know, like Tim Ferriss, his early stuff was like hacking, you know, ha hacking making money. Yeah, yeah. Ha hacking lifestyle business. Hacking, you know, it was like these tricks. Like the great example of this is, is, he like he's like he won uh an inter uh, like a, a an international wrestling competition or oh or yeah the kickboxing kickboxing or something pushing right? people out of the ring <laughs> and the way that he did it is he he found a loophole in the rules this is no bad mm -hmm. this is no bad but it's just like oh got it I want to win I want to win a tournament well let's find a loophole we can exploit and the loophole was I can drop an enormous amount of weight now he's used to that because he did a lot of wrestling when he was in high school. And maybe college as well, where you constantly are just like completely dehydrating yourself to, to get to a weigh in. And then you immediately like as fast as possible in like 24 hours, you rehydrate. Right. And you can like, he like put on like 20% more body mass, uh, than when he, when he weighed in. So we found a loophole to get through it. This is a hack, right? Finding a loophole to do that. Well, hacking also like, like you might be able to find some things today that, that you'll be able to hack and it really gives you a leg up. Um, in, in your business for a time. It won't work for the next person and it won't, yeah. for, it won't work for you next, right? This, this idea of, of, of Winston Churchill saying, what got us here won't get us there. You know, what got us to this point isn't going to get us to the next point. We have to, we have to devise a new strategy and a new solution. This is really what hacking is to me is it is the ability to, to, to understand what the variables are and try some experiments to see what gets us the best results. And we're talking about daily routine hacking. How do we get the best results from our daily routine? Now, here's the subhead. Are you ready for this? Get more done in less time 
and feel good about it. Okay, so that's our goal for today. We're going to have an honest conversation about how you can get more done in less time and actually feel good about it. Now, the last little bit is, is a big deal for me, but you've heard his voice already. Aiden Fishbein is on the show. Aiden, say what's up. Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? What's up? Oh, what's up? Where are you at in the world right now? Really quickly. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And in like, the, uh, how you feel? 60 degree, what? 60 degree weather at all times in the winter. What is it? <laughs> it's just 60 all time. Well, it, it is actually a little colder now, but it's, um, yeah, this is, this is one half of my, this is exactly what we're asking for. You know, I've, I've maybe worn my, my Levi jacket, um, twice in the last month, something like that. Mm. Um, and you know, there's mid Midwestern cities that are literally under blankets of ice right Whoa. now. So I feel, I feel so far so good about this decision. Nice. Nice. And I'm up in Tahoe for, uh, for a couple of weeks while we, uh, wait on our new house to be open and available to us in Ocean Beach, California, where we're going to spend the next year, which is crazy to me. This is, this is coming into our, into our, you know, into our conversation now. Okay. So my mm. family, we've been traveling for a, a little over a year. We started off in Mexico, then Nashville, then a little bit in Portland, then, uh, wine country of California up in the Sonoma Valley. And then like two weeks before we went down there, we decided to go down to, to San Diego and we're actually living with another family. Um, they have three kids. We have two kids. Our kids are sort of, you know, loosely similar ages. We do all our meal planning together. We do all our like sort of dinner conversations together. We are like kind of raising each other's kids. We're, we're like, you know, one person will hang with all the kids while the, while the other people go get to get some work done or go to yoga or something like that. It's like, it's a, it's an experiment in, in alternative living that's really fun. And what comes up is, how do we do our day? Like what for me mm. do I need in a week to accomplish the work that I need to get done, right? Because the truth is routine is good. Let's start here, all right? Routine itself is good. We have seen so many, so many articles on the web and books just cataloging, like here's what Benjamin Franklin's daily routine was. Do you know morning, mean? yeah, morning yeah. ritual. All morning that. rituals. Here's what this person does. Oh, this guy goes on walks. There's a lot of people who go on walks, by the way. A lot of white, dead white men who made it a very big point to go on walks. And those dead white men like invented electricity and stuff like that. So, so we'll allow them to have, to, to have a voice in history uh, at least a little bit. The, the idea of these walks is actually might, probably will come up uh, again and again here because there are, whenever I think of routine, I think of those things that happen, those, those activities where your brain goes into kind of autopilot mode. Mm. Like, this happens all the time when we're driving and you kind of come to and you realize like, oh my God, I can't believe I even got off the right exit and everything. Like who was, who, who was alive? Just, who was just driving? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like Jesus, take the wheel. Who was just driving that thing? Um, where you get into a flow state and you got, you daydream, you go off into a reverie of some kind. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes my brain, when I'm, if I can pay attention to what I was just daydreaming about, which is what meditation is. Meditation is really powerful for entrepreneurs. Meditation is not sitting and stopping the mind. Meditation is sitting and watching the mind. Okay. And specifically watching the mind without judgment. When you meditate, all you're doing is you're practicing not judging yourself. This is a novel idea for a lot of us because <laughs> we've got a drill sergeant in our head constantly cracking the whip. Do you understand? I don't know what your father was like, and mine wasn't even that bad. 
Do you understand? But somehow I have this voice in my head that's constantly criti- criticizing, right? And I know that I'm not the only one because I've heard, I've talked with, I've talked with hundreds of entrepreneurs and all the conferences that I've spoken at and all the group coaching calls that we've done inside of Fizzle and stuff like that. I mean, this is a huge deal. How can routine affect our mindset? And I, I would argue that maybe this is the biggest thing a routine can do for you. Is yeah. it affects your mindset? Speak on that, Aiden. So I'm I'm one of those weirdos <clears throat> that like tries to really pare down his wardrobe so I don't even have to pick an outfit um, because I totally, totally, totally believe in this whole idea, which is that I I have like this very limited, very precious amount of of bandwidth in my brain, and uh, and the less decisions I have to make about meaningless stuff, um, the more creative I can be. Um, so for example, that, that whole, and and there's also kind of another thing going on too. So, so a, you know, routine, if I set up a structure, um, then I don't need to decide what I eat for breakfast. I don't need to decide whether I have a shower or not, or what clothes I wear, what cafe I go to. Um, I get to have, um, free flowing flow state thoughts while I'm doing these other things. So not only, and I think that's the most powerful thing about routine for me is that, um, it's not that I'm not making decisions so I can like save my brain power for later. I actually am like compartmentalizing the way my brain works so I can have creative thought throughout those processes. You know, I mean, showering is a great example because most people have their like aha moments and their crazy breakthroughs like mid shower. And it's not like they're sitting doing nothing in the shower. They're cleaning themselves, I hopefully. Um, <laughs> and uh, And small tasks that you don't think about that are so repetitive that you um they almost stimulate for me creative thought so it's not that routine is like this deadening process that we need to button down super tight to get effective and efficient it's actually stimulating creative thought for me yeah it's interesting because um i don't know if when people think of routine they they uh they are already having this association but what we've mentioned uh several times here the examples of a shower shower is so right. so in entrepreneurial world uh shower is just one of those like there's products that you can make to put in your shower to write down the idea that you have while you're in the shower right. because ideas <laughs> inevitably come clearest in a situation where you're kind of mindlessly doing something else and the shower is a great example of this think about it for a second all right you are a central nervous system okay you're probably more than that. You might be like soul and spirit and all this other stuff. And come on, let's go blow some smoke and talk about that at some I point. That's a white light in me. It, yeah, but there's like you know there there's there's some there's some cosmic stuff probably going on. We don't understand. We don't know. We don't know what the hell we, any of us are, right? But we do know we have a central nervous system, and we do know that our central nervous system is a really big part of our experience of of existence, right? Well, what's happening when you're taking a shower is you're bombarding certain parts of your central nervous system with with stimulation. Okay. You are literally like, you are literally, I don't know, like, like I want to say puncturing almost your skin with warm or hot water droplets that are forced out of a jet, you know, tube. If you could get really (laughs) slow motion, really close up on one of those little, little nozzles that water comes out of on your, on your shower head, right? You'd see it's like this mass, this intense sort of jet squirting thing. All I'm getting at here is when that water comes through and it and it actually impacts your skin, your central nervous system registers it as 
as some sort of stimulus and it's constantly sending that simu- that signal up into your brain, into your spine, through your gut, all this, wherever the, the places that we collect those signals and then our brain is processing it, right? So what what's happening is we're getting embodied. We're getting in our body. Do you understand? Like where where our 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 consciousness is being forced to reckon with this with stuff that's going on with sensory experience in the body, okay? But it's just a shower. So conscious mind wise, we know it's just a shower. This is normal. We've done this a million times in our life. We don't even think about it at all. And 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 yet there's this amazing this is amazing anecdotal anecdotal sort of research or evidence about how this is where the ideas come is a place like this. Why? Because we're taking so much of that overworking brain, we're taking like so much of it and just just anchoring it into the body, into some experience of of embodiment so that it can shut up. So mm. it can shut up. Do you understand? It's so it can shut up and let the brain just do what the brain do. Just let it process things. You have literally the most fantastic invention we've yet to discover in the cosmos on your neck encased in flesh and bone a beard (laughs) a beard a beard how else will you signal your virility as a male right Right. (laughs) to get the the partner but this brain is this brain is a serious thing man and it's when you go to sleep another thing that you'll hear people talk about a bunch which we will which i have to mention here routine sleep Sleep. This guy I live with, he doesn't get enough sleep. I'm constantly on him. I'm like, dude, you need to sleep. Rest is actually where the work comes out of. You know, rest is not the result of the work. The rest is where the work comes from. When you're an entrepreneur, when you're creative, when you're, when you're coming up with ideas, when you're a knowledge worker, you're coming up with ideas to solve meaningful problems for meaningful people, right? That like those problems, there's stakes and stuff like that. Like, hey man, if someone doesn't fix their relationship with their spouse, this thing's gonna blow up and that family's gonna pay the consequence. Those kids, those kids yeah. are who's gonna pay that pay that bill. You know? No bad, but that's gonna make an impact. You know, there's a consequence there. If you can create something that meaningful meaningfully impacts that relationship between that husband and that wife or that man and that man or that woman, that woman, that whatever, right? Such that the family doesn't have to explode, right? That is an unbelievable impact this is a big deal when you can solve a meaningful problem for meaningful people that's what entrepreneurialism is to me right that's what you'll learn about that's that's how i teach you to do entrepreneurship and fizzle like when you take our defining your audience course people have like a religious experience with that course sometimes people certain kinds of people who are already thinking in those terms and other people are just like whoa i never thought about it that way but it gets you thinking like dude this is service and when you live, what I learned from being a Jesus guy for forever, Jesus and I are, you know, we have an open relationship now. We're seeing other people, but I was trained to be a pastor. And what I learned there is that it's real. It's, it's legit. It's legit. If you live your life to, if you can learn how to let love in when you serve other people, you'll have energy to do everything you ever wanted to do. Yeah. Forever. It's, a, that, it's that weird, like, that's for me too, how to access that like unknown mystery gear yeah. of productivity, you yeah. know, is that like, and this kind of goes back to, to, to the title of this episode and the point of this episode, which is that like, we're not talking about productivity hacking or routine hacking as a means for, or as an end in itself. You know, we're talking about it as a means to this end of feeling good about it. And there's a lot of different ways that you can feel good about having a routine. Um, but 
if your routine is centered around an audience that you're serving, these people are meaningful and they are aligned with your goals and you really, because you can do whatever you want with your life. You can do whatever you want with your uh, employment. You can do whatever you want with your business. You can pick whatever product to make. And I'm not saying there's there's good ones and bad ones or my cause is better than your cause. Um, but it's undeniable, at least for me, that when there's an aspect of usefulness, that's how I feel good, you know, and I that gives me it's a positive feedback loop where what I mean by that is that it's it's action and energy that I spend that begets more action and energy. Right. So there's negative feedback loops where I expend energy and I feel empty. Um, but this is something specifically when I'm doing something useful for people and they're benefiting. Um, and then, you know, that in turn makes me benefit. And that's what creates that that motivation to keep going. Um, that's kind of where I was able to break through that, you know, that 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 philosophy or that that ideology, that routines were kind of like stifling, um, mm, because yeah. if I can create that flywheel that kind of continues to repeat those kinds of things, me doing something I care about that impacts somebody in a positive way who then lets me know and I get super excited about it and then get motivated to do more of that thing. That's like that's a routine. That's a cycle. It's it's a it's a it's a structure that I can follow. And I'll need to shake some of that stuff up, some of the the uh, the foundational elements of that routine. But if you can dial in that loop, whatever you're doing, then that's probably pretty close to the answer that that if you were me, I'd be seeking. Mm, interesting. Now, one like like I think you mentioned something there, and and when to shake it up and how to shake it up. So I wanna. I want to I want to move into how we can shake up our routines because a lot of us have routines right now that we don't even think of as routines so to speak you know they're just like the things we do I think about it as we can get into a kind of a well-worn path mm. if you walk the same path again and again and again it starts to wear you know, eventually the grass dies out and it's just dirt. And then the dirt gets a little bit lower and a little bit lower right and eventually you can end up in what they call a rut right you're stuck in a rut, right? So, um, w one of the things we sometimes need to do is get broken out of that rut. So I want to talk about that, but here is the things that we've said so far, right? I really want to hit this home routine tunes up your mindset. I really believe and, uh, and agree with so many of the other entrepreneur talking heads out there that there's something powerful that happens in mindset. Okay, there's something that can be unlocked for you in just mindset. If you can change your mindset every day, just a little bit, a tiny bit more positive, tiny bit more appreciative, right? You can find yourself 10 months from now in a completely different, completely different situation in life. It's ridiculous. All from just having some sort of routines that sort of upgrade your mindset a little bit. We have, uh, uh, and I, I guess I'm talking about this, I'm just realizing like the ultimate, the ultimate <laughs> routine hack, daily routine hacking, the ultimate mindset hack is this course that we have is a daily journaling practice. Okay. Now that sounds, I mean, a lot of you just like went, just tuned right out. Like, no, thank you. Right. Uh, I get it. I totally get it. But listen to this, listen to this. Here's the deal. All you have to do is bring yourself with a little bit of intentionality to your day, right? That's it. Like, okay, uh, for instance, one easy, easy, easy thing that you can do that can change your life, it's changed lots of people's life, maybe it'll change yours, is decide what song you're gonna listen to first in the day. 
It's a, it's a feeling. You understand? Songs are feelings. So the question is actually, what feeling do you want to have in the beginning of the day? And what song makes you feel that feeling, right? So mm. I think of that, um, oh, it's something magical. Oh, it's in my heart. It's in my feeling. It's, That's so weird. That's my song that too. In my pocket. It's that Justin Timberlake song from the, uh, from the Trolls movie. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's like Pharrell came out with happy and I was like, I was never happy with that song. <laughs> like, I was always like, I'm not a preschooler. <laughs> why? Why? I don't like this level of the dialogue for some reason. But <laughs> Justin Timberlake puts out a song. I think it's basically called Happy as well. It's like it's like the other happy song. It's so groovy and so good. It feels like that old, you know, it feels like so like that old Michael Jackson stuff. Right. Think, think of those songs. You can hear it in my, in my voice. I feel them, right? You have those songs that, that like can do that to you. Putting on an intentional song in the morning just to get you like, you know, vibing at that level. Just that. Even if you immediately just fade out and go eat a bunch of crap right afterwards, head off into the slough of despondency of email and, and like it's never going to work out for me. And you're walking around in circles trying to find some, you know, big game for your family. And you only come home with a couple of squirrels. Right. Mm. Even if that it's still probably you're going to notice this 10 months from now, if you keep with it, because there's something great about it. You just start feeling good. You just start feeling good. You got to find a song that you feel good about. It means you might need to get a little cheesy. Right. Yeah. Some of you yep. are going to be in the grease soundtrack. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, right. It's like finding your thing. And this is ugh, so many big points here. OK, yeah. let, me, let me summarize again. Routine tunes up our mindset. All right. One of the hard things about this is uh, one of the easy thing about this is, is three things. Okay. Good sleep is a massive part of your routine. Ariana Huffington, a lot of people have done a lot of serious mm. research on this. All they're hitting on right now is, Oh my God, if people slept more healthy, our world would be better by a long yeah. shot. Like it just if the we easiest thing to change. Just too, if yeah. we, exactly. If we just change that. You guys, it's a big deal. We don't sleep because we feel guilty because we're not doing enough a lot of the times, right? Mm. Or we don't sleep because we don't think about it. Why are we not thinking about what our body needs? Because we're constantly used to berating our body to make it do stuff we feel like it needs to do. The mind is just just whipping, whipping the body into shape, literally, right? It's not a sustainable solution. Just want to say nope. that. Sleep is trust. You know what you have to You have to like trust to sleep. Do you know? You have to like, and you will, it'll eventually come for you. You could try, try to go ahead, try to stay up, try to stay up. See what, see what the hell you need. Try to stay up. See what your body does. All that don't just give up on sleep. See, I, I'm, I, I believe strongly in this research that just shows, man, it's the yin stuff. It's the sleep. It's the rest that all this productivity comes out of, right? So sleeping, walking, go on a walk. Guess what? You're a bipedal upright, uh, <laughs> mammal, <laughs> You've spent your the entirety of your uh, of, of your genetic history in movement because you have to move to eat. You're just like the shark that way, right? You have to keep moving. There's a there's a there's an there's a a, a, a biological requirement for movement just for you to feed yourself, right? A lot, and and it's amazing what happens when you spend some time walking. You, your mind goes into that mode, the same mode that happens when you sleep. Actually, when you sleep and you're not thinking about anything, your your brain is processing. 
It's organizing information. It's deciding what it wants to keep, what it wants, what it wants to get rid of to make more space for new stuff, right? This is all powerful mindset stuff. This is all routine stuff. This is how we hack our routine is we understand what a routine is for and we understand what our system, our machinery is, our body, right? Your body has needs. Sex is a need, baby. Sex is a need, baby. <laughs> Come on. I'm done with this repression baloney. Just because it's hard to get it in that level with your spouse, we could work on that. There's some YouTube videos on that. Come to a con- go to go to a John Wineland conference. You know, get a little sacred masculine, sacred feminine stuff going on. That's neither here nor there. By the way, send me an email <laughs> if you wanted to learn more about that. Because I'm like, I'm actively like, this is what this is. This is a big, this is a big deal. The the figuring out sex in our in our marriages because we can that that. That like that per, that relationship, the the um, the happiness, the sort of the flow that comes from uh, like like just just the, just the connectedness that can come from that 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 impacts the entire family. You oh know? yeah, it impacts oh, yeah. the entire family, and it's there a part a, of your routine. Yeah, what's that, Aiden? Totally, totally. No, I I'm I'm on that kick right now too. I mean the. Um Esther Perel, if you guys if you guys know who that is, her new book "Mating in Captivity" Ooh. is uh dang, what a great title! <laughs> totally super super good title, and it's um it's it's such an amazing new look at this this age old problem, you know, um and and you know let's I'm gonna tie this back to kind of the expectations we have on our on our body, um but there is there's this dynamic where. Over the last 50 years, we've now like kind of systematically added responsibilities to our significant other's relationship expectations. So, for example, back in the day, it was like, I mean, we, we've evolved rightfully from this place of, um, you know, very, very simple roles, very, very clear cut. Um, but now our significant other is expected to be our best friend, our lover, our like uh, meaningful conversation, intellectual stimulation. Um, uh, the provider of uh, of of the meat of the squirrels of the big game, you know, yeah. um, and all that, you know, an equal on equal measure for equal parties. Um, and the truth is, is that that's a lot to expect of of somebody else. And and so, what do you do? Do you start uh, parsing out some of those roles to some other like meaningful confidants? Do you do you stop requiring um, deep conversation or stop requiring uh, certain things from your significant other in order to? experience exactly what they have to offer and not be upset that there's these missing components because you're getting those components elsewhere, you know? Um, yeah, it's like the fantasy that we have for our spouse versus like, that's a real person. I mean, she's a daughter. My wife's the daughter of like, of this family that like, they have a real story and real history. There's a lot of life that was lived before I was even there. And she has a lot of, of desires and, uh, intentions and 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 hopes and expectations for herself and her life that are totally different than the ones that I have, and and there's like an honor to that, you know. Totally, yeah. And exploring that in in some sort of um, yeah, organized and and kind framework is really cool. And so so that book is really really um, instrumental in kind of cracking open some old beliefs there, um, yeah. and exposing kind of like really what where we are currently. I like um, that mating in in captivity. In captivity, yeah. Uh-huh. And so tying that back to routine and the way we treat our body is with this expectation of infinite energy, right? Yeah. Or this expectation of infinite inspiration. And that's almost even harder to grasp, you know, wow, like yeah. I can always whip more hours out of my fingers on a keyboard, you know? Um, but I'll tell you what, man, I cannot squeeze water out of the rock. That is inspiration. Yeah. And it does not work that way. Um, so 
if, uh, if I truly want to feel good about my routine and feel good about my work and my purpose and my thing, um, forcefully trying to grasp inspiration as, as the main driving factor in my business is probably not going to work. And I can attest from personal experience, it does not work for me like that. So, um, yeah, the idea is exploring and, and, you know, you were talking about this with Winston Churchill, this, um, what got us here won't get us there thing. Um, so talking about the shaking up, so you were summarizing, um, and now we're transitioning into this shaking up thing, which is that, um, hacking, my understanding of hacking is, is not only finding these loopholes, but finding new ways to do things, right? Breaking out of the status quo of routine, of getting things done, of productivity, of work and the things that people do to make money. Um, so it is a countercultural perspective. It's a nonconformist uh, way of doing things um, to have a routine that you actually feel good about, right? That actually gives to your energy, then takes away or adds stimulus to your inspiration rather than deadening your soul because you've been doing the same thing. You're in that rut. Um, so this whole idea of daily changing, um, it's it's interesting, you know, like I I will always recognize that I thrive in routine, um, but I do understand the value of of nuking it all of the same yeah. periodically. Yeah. You know, I think it's super important. Yeah, this is fascinating. OK, let's talk about nuking it. Let's let's talk about how to shift that up. But first, the message yeah. <laughs> message from our sponsor here. Our sponsor is Gusto. Listen, this is payroll and uh, and and other stuff for indie businesses just like you this is who we use at i mean the best ad read we can we can possibly give for gusto is like it's what we use it's yeah. we found them it's what i use too it's what you use at, at mm-hmm. your at your agency yep absolutely so the thing is 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 it's like uh you remember like uh, i don't know if you ever used mailchimp mailchimp is a is an application that i really love uh because it feels like it was made by internet people for internet people, right? It doesn't do everything you want it to do. It's, it's maybe a little slow when it comes to innovation. Like you'll, you'll get more from co- convert kit, uh, more, more features in convert kit, more feature, which by the way, uh, what convertkit.co slash fizzle. If you want to check that out, which we, we use and, and uh, we've used. Wait, what did we do with them? We we did like some webinars and stuff with them. The thing is, is convert kits like we gave we, them a founder. <laughs> yeah, we gave them a we gave them Barrett Brooks. What we gave, them. um, and uh, but we love that tool. Mailchimp though is to me like just from a design and an experience feature set, just like it feels like it's from the internet. So I've always, I whenever I design something, I look at Mailchimp. I always mm. go like, what's it like to use this? What's it like to use Asana? What's it like to use? Um, uh, Typeform, which is another one that's like, dang, yep. what a crazy app that's so beautifully made and feels like the internet to me. It feels like the the, the real internet. <clears throat> Gusto's like that for payroll and HR stuff. It's crazy. If you have a business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats. Okay? You wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are great, but <laughs> like filing taxes and running payroll, like not my favorite hat to wear. It's not my, it's not a good look for me. Do you understand? <laughs> That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto, it, it makes payroll, taxes, and HR. Did you hear that? Payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy. This is their promise. They make it actually easy for small businesses. It's fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Uh, it automatically, Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401k for your team. Okay, those old school clunky payroll providers, which, by the way, this is why I was so excited when we found Gusto, because there are uh, old 
like a whole bunch of old school clunky payroll providers that just weren't built for like the agility that a small business, like I just expect that to be done quicker than what they, what they mm-hmm. have in, in play. Right. Which is great. If I was running a corporation at thousands of employees, I'd have to be there. I'd have to, but I'm not, and I don't think I ever will be, you know, I'm running my small <laughs> agile business. Okay. So Gusto is made just for that kind of business. Plus listeners get three months for free. Right. This is, this is, you just get to try it for free for three months when you run your first payroll. Okay. You can try a demo and you can see it all for yourself at gusto.com slash fizzle. That's gusto.com slash fizzle. G U S T O.com slash fizzle. Our thanks to Gusto for supporting small business and the fizzle show. So. We are right now getting into uh, when to shake it up or the, the uh, let's just talk about like, is it, is it a good idea to shake it up? Cause here's what I notice. What I notice is, is I've gone through a lot of phases in my life, seasons, I call them where I'll get into a, a, a routine that, that I design and I feel good about. Right. Mm. And there's some energy in this thing, but it becomes eventually what I call a dogma. Do you know what dogma is Aiden? Yeah, it's it's the opposite of Katma. <laughs> it is the opposite Close of sister Kat. of Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> so dogma is why we hate religion. Okay, dogma is why we can uh, we can we can look at our own profound experience, our profoundly isolated experience, as we close our eyes at night and realize we are profoundly alone in the universe, and we are going to die, and everyone we love is going to die, and we've <laughs> lost people that we miss so much, and that sh- that pain that separation is there you know and that desire for for life to have bit to be here still and it's not this mortality thing it's faced profoundly individuatedly right you walk in through that door alone always um unless it's like a mass cataclysmic event where you walk through that door uh you like next to a lot of other people who walk in through another door (laughs) i guess i don't know but you you have this profound mystic individuated experience the reason why we can suppress that so hard is because of dogma it's because of a white man with a freaking robe on and some big pointy hat and a staff with some rings saying kiss my ring and i'll make sure you get into heaven Saying, you know, buy this indulgence, we'll quote indulgence, and now your soul is clean, right? It's ways that we have always found to make it certain to our, to our intelligent mind that we're good. We don't have to worry about anything. We're good. We're good. One of God's chosen one. Right. And this is, this has come through every culture, like, like religious or non-religious for forever. A dogma is what kills life. It's, it's what's called mm. stagnation. All right. It's it's when order is it slowly devolves into stagnation, which is which is like the opposite of chaos. Right. It's the opposite of creation. Very low productivity, very low inspiration, very low drive, very low clear clarity of vision. Right. So a a routine has this potential to turn into dogma. Become a dogma. Yeah. Okay. Which is just what is it? It's it's like a dead shell. That you think is protecting you, but it's not. It's just killing you in some ways. Right? And that's You're, what most people think about when they think about routine is they think about that. Yes, I think right? a lot of people think that's what routine is. Is it's just the thing to to like? It's like it's like. Have you ever had to do like a hundred sit-ups? Like, just kill me, kill me. <laughs> that feeling of just like twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty. What am I doing this for? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, right, right. it's the, it, that's so, like that oh, routine is hard. Routine is challenging. Now there's actually a lot of life that can come from that feeling from pushing ourselves and challenging ourselves that way. Sure. So I don't want to like conflate the, the two. I don't want to conflate hard work with routine or, or discipline with, with like, you know, dogma or whatever. But, right, and that comes back to like the, the end, right? Is this aligned with, and when we could talk on that for, for hours, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like, do I care about what I'm doing here? Is it useful? Is it serving? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. And now my, my, so my example of this, my, my, like the only thing I want to tell you about, like how to keep your routine from becoming dogma, it comes back to that song in the morning example, right? And this is, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, these three things as very specific, real things that will tune up your mindset for entrepreneurship. I, I can add a fourth too. I probably will by the end, but sleep, <laughs> focusing on your sleep, going on walks. I kid you not podcast listen to a podcast or not i might be on a walk with you right now you might already get this but the movement of your body of all those all those nerve endings letting the feet feel things if you can take your shoes off even better i'm not talking about just for the grounding purposes but because your feet need to eat there are there are so many nerve endings at the bottom of your feet so much sensitivity and they're designed they're literally they they're like that because you always walked barefoot <laughs> do you understand <laughs> they're like that because the ground shaped them that way this planet your earth your your mother gaia like she shaped you this way right you learned how to do that feed your feet they're gobbling up all that sensory experience and just like the shower it is cleaning you it's like helping your brain your overactive neurotic anxious brain who's really good at coming up with reasons why it's not going to work because that's what intelligence is is it's thinking through how how is this going to get messed up <laughs> you yep. know right there's also another level of intelligence though which goes and i have to remember that i have to keep enough heart to try something because the biggest way that i'll get messed up is by not doing anything right right that's why i walk with my shoes off boom mic drop but anyways the the <laughs> like you go get good sleep go on a walk right go on some walks like daily daily go on a little walk there's a 15 minute around the this my dogs are so good you take a dog out for a walk you put your jacket on you get a little cold you, you know whatever it feels if like it, it wakes you up these are ways you can tune your mindset uh we were talking about but i had like i was I, oh and then the other one is the song okay now this is right. where i go the, to me this is the antidote to dogma the dogma dote the antidote to dogma all right the the way that you keep your uh your routine from becoming dogma and becoming a place of decay for you of stagnation for you it, it, a way to keep it a place of vitality of life give of like inspiration breathing in inspiration right um the the way that you do that is say for example if you have that song in the morning that's the third thing sleep walk song in the morning song in the morning is awesome anybody can do it pick a song how do you want to do it tim ferris does this you need a, you need more advice on how to do this? tim ferris does this every morning he does like a little meditation for seven minutes listening to like one song like he just has it every day i don't know if he's still doing it but he talked about it for a while the whole trick with the song is noticing if that song is getting you or not mm. right because who's the song for you dummy who <laughs> now answer that question who is the song for just pause answer it in your head listener who is the song for who is putting on the song who is the song for what do you want to get out of that song is it getting that for you you can just look at that that's just one little microcosm of like in a day i can get something that i want from this thing that I'm doing that I'm intentional about that I'm disciplined with.
that I realize is good for me, right? I re- it like cleans me a little bit. It like helps bro- blow some fresh airs through the, through the stale caverns of my soul, right? Cleans up some of the cobwebs every single morning. Yes, every morning. How long does it take? Three, do- three minutes and 50 seconds. That's how long the Justin Timberlake song is that I listen to, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, and then when you, when it's time to change that song, the reason why I'm harping on this is just because in this one little microcosm, you can learn everything about every habit. Right. You might have a habit of daily journaling. Let what you do in the song inform what you learn about in the song inform this, because sometimes the song is going to get stale. Are you going to notice it? Or are you going to go, I'm fine. I have a song. I do my song and feel good about it. you have the song and not notice that you're not quite getting the juice. You're not kind of getting the nectar. You know, there's this bird. On planet Earth, you know, planet Earth too, there's this one bird that has these like this massive long beak, huge long beak. All these other birds, these hummingbird type birds, they're out there, they've got like, you know, regular sized beaks and they can use that, that regular sized beak to, to scratch themselves, to get bugs out of their feathers and stuff like that and to go up into, into a lot of flowers. But there's some, in the jungle, there's some really, really long flowers that have this nectar way up in there. This bird has developed this long ass beak over literal millions of years literally we live in a place of magic okay where where miracles happen over millions of years this beak developed so long that it can get up into flowers that no other birds can get to so it has this food source that other birds can't get to so it's kind of like nice but it can't scratch itself it can't pull the bugs out of its own feathers because the beak the beak's way too long Mm. do you know what i mean so it learns how to scratch itself with its feet and do it, do little things like that. Mating's like a, a whole other kitten kaboo. Cause they have this <laughs> literal, like it's like longer than their body. This, this, this long thin beak, right? Because they can get the food source they want. And, uh, and for some reason I started talking about this. There was, I guarantee you a reason why that, that, that came up, but maybe that's maybe what I was getting at is that's like the song is it starts evolving you in a specific direction that you get to choose. You get to right. do that bird, that species chose to do that. Do you understand? In some meaningful way, they're like, this is, this is the way, this is the way. In the same way that the snake decides not to grow legs, right? In the same way that the snake decides, like, over billions of years, like, no, we're to stay like this. Yeah. Like, this is it. We're nailing it. We're nailing it. Do well, there's, f- like, there's this instructive lesson there also kind of about, like, being intentional about the way you're evolving because that's that's a nice little niche with not a lot of competition for them deep nectared flowers you know exactly so yeah yeah and and you know what they still live in the jungle they get taken out by so much stuff man it's the law of the jungle it's not easy but they're constantly working on their shit (laughs) constantly this is just the work man byron katie has a thing called the work I never read it. I never did it because I, I, I already, I know enough about it, you know? And I'm like, that's just it. It's just called the work self-improvement. It's just like working on yourself in a sustainable way, in a biting off just enough so that I can chew still, right? I don't want to choke. I want to be able to chew. Life is about being chewing on yourself, right? Ouroboros, <laughs> snake eating its own tail, but you don't want to walk around in circles. So we want progress. We want to be, mo- we want to be moving towards. Moving towards what? Moving towards what for you? Fill in that blank. Moving right. towards. For me, I'm moving towards uh, connection with my wife and with my kids. Like, that's still very new for me. And I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. Happy, thank you, more please, like my friend Jess Lively says, right? So this routine stuff, it makes sense to 
bust it up every now and again. And one of my favorite ways to do that, we're coming up to a close here soon, but we've got a few like little tips for you that we'll just kind of like rapid fire out. One of my favorite ways to get out of uh, a routine or to break, break into a new routine or to find what I need right now is I work in different environments, right? When I'm in a cafe with my headphones on, I, I sometimes won't even be listening to anything. I'll just have my headphones on so people won't bug me. I'm getting kind of like, I just kind of get some energy from all the activity around me. You know, someone's over there roasting beans because there's a bean roaster, coffee bean roaster. There's a bunch of people around me like scrolling through Facebook or looking at some, you know, advertising agency client materials or something like there's just work going on. There's people doing stuff. You know what I mean? I get a little juice from that. I get a little nectar from that. Get a Mm. little bit of nectar from that. And that helps me like complete my stuff maybe in a different way. There's getting the work done. I just want to clarify this. There, I'm at the cafe. I'm getting the work done. It affects how I get the work done. There's also, I'm watching what it feels like to do the work, right? The, sometimes I realize like I, I shouldn't be at a cafe right now. I want to be, I actually want to be in, a, in, in my house where I can just, I can immediately just turn on the video camera and start filming. Cause that's what a lot of my work is, is, is I have to film videos. I have to edit podcasts. I have to do a lot of media that I can't do in a, I can't actually create the original content in a cafe. I, you know, maybe that's a limiting belief. I don't know, but I, I, I sometimes like to be where I can just turn on the camera and go. And you have some tasks like that where you have to be in a specific place to do it, or you have to be all yeah. alone to do it. Um, so knowing what those tasks are, but when I'm in that cafe environment, for example, and cafe is just one example. Have you ever heard of the, the, the idea of train brain or plane brain, Aiden? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like it's nonstop for me. So like whenever I get on a train or a plane, like I could get into such a weird vein of work. Yeah, right? just, just the, water, the idea of waterfall just is like oh, never ending. It just yeah. goes. And and sometimes I, I have a, one of the things I've watched, I've learned as from watching myself in that space is, yeah, it's like dreamer village. You know, I'm like literally off the ground. I'm literally ungrounded. Literally. Hmm. I'm up in the clouds. Like we literally say, get your head out of the clouds. Like I'm up, like, like I'm in the air element. The air element is just, it's just ideation. It's just, it's it's fast it's quick it's witty it's ideas and it's and it's just go with it just go with it just go with it right so i can generate a ton of ideas the 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 actual like groundedness of those ideas is always a little suspect for me but (laughs) it feels good as i'm flying in and landing somewhere and i realize i've been journaling for two hours i'm like where did that come from right but it felt good to get it out of me yeah no that's great and i think you know the only stuff i have to add for for this environmental stuff is that um you know it's always good to so the dangerous thing is you blow up your routine and then you don't have a routine right um so trying to figure out like a kind of a controlled environment that you can do it in so maybe in between projects if you're a service service junkie like me um or it's kind of like after you've shipped a product maybe if you're a product person um just to try and do the shuffle um when the stakes are a little lower yeah um would be would be some recommendations and then also I do believe in kind of holding on to the spine of a routine that you know has worked. So the spine for me is like four to five blocks in my day. You know, I've got like my first thing in the morning block. I've got like the in the flow state before lunch block. I have my lunch block. And then I have like the, the touching base with like people block, you know, right after lunch. 
and then to close out the day block. Um, and, and usually I, I try to keep the same kind of components like, okay, um, not working from not my house, um, being in my house and not working. It's very important in the middle of the day for me just to unplug for like half an hour or an hour, like a real unplug. Yeah. Um, and then I've got like deep work from, uh, from like a place where literally there is nobody to, to, uh, distract me. And then there's kind of like another, um, like, where do I take phone calls? Am I driving around in my car? Am I walking? Um, and so it will, it will always be more, more than that or less than that. But, um, if I take the morning, the thing that I do in the morning block and I just put in the afternoon, that's might be enough of a change with enough of the same consistent spine to really kind of get the juices flowing again. So, um, I like to, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way I like to shuffle things up is, um, those are like the environments and, um, and I take those environments and I kind of like put them in different parts of the day just to see how I feel. (laughs) I love this. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of holding onto the spine of a routine that you know is working. Right. So, so the fourth element that, that is a part of a daily practice for me in different seasons, I go in and out of it. You have complete agency over your daily habits. Okay. Mm. You have, you have total design control creative control over this thing. You can get it to work however you want. It's up to you, right? You're the creative director and you're the one who's going to try to overwork yourself or underwork yourself, right? With your daily habit. You're going to have, you're going to bite off more than you can chew or maybe not quite enough, right? That's up to you. Or maybe, you know, Goldilocks style, just right. For me, I had to do both. uh, I had to do a lot of not enough and a lot of way too much before I realized like, oh my gosh, this is going to be me deciding how to do this. And I'm going to be the one watching how it's going. And I need to be just tuning that up as we go over time. Right. So it's a very, uh, it's a very naturally evolving thing. And some, some seasons I'm doing the daily journaling like crazy. I, I, I used the daily journaling to get me out of a, uh, a rut that was so deep. I didn't even know how deep it was. And I got so freaking high for like three months. <laughs> from using gratitude on the regular. So gratitude and appreciation, basically our, our, our research that we've done on, on uh, well-being, the, the summary of all the research we've done on well-being right now is this. There are two things we've found that statistically significantly impact your well-being, which is a way that you score what it's like to, to live your life right now, Right. It's a way that it's like, hey, it's going all right, or it's not going all right, or I, I hate this, or I, I, it's like, it's okay, or I love it, right? Um, your well-being, if you want to impact it, the research is very clear about these two things. First of all is mindfulness, meditation, which just shows you the, the machinery of your mind. It's, it's important that you know what the mind is. You just have a really, really freaking amazing mind. Like, have you ever seen, have you ever been in, if anyone out there has driven a Tesla, like, you know what it's like, like the difference is like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It's so fast, so responsive, so interesting, such a creative car, such a like, whoa, I wish this is what all cars were like, right? (laughs) Well, your mind is, is, is like, is such a better product. (laughs) It is so profoundly, unbelievably limitless in its own way, right? So if you don't understand how it's working on you and how it has a mind of its own, um, then it, it can be it can be a little challenging for you to just navigate, right? Now, one of the side effects of that is is some old stuff's going to come up, some trauma's going to come up, some uh, some feelings that might that will be uncomfortable will come up. That roll with it. Sit, don't judge, stay in that. 
Uh, unfortunately you might just be you might you might find yourself just on the path now <laughs> you mm. might just find yourself yep. just like clearing up your old karmic trauma and and, and welcome <laughs> like this is how <laughs> it's going right to be place. for a long time <laughs> yeah, um, and there's the growth and and for me i find honestly my entrepreneurial success has come out of that my entrepreneurial success has come out of the places i've had to learn to be my most authentic self where I've had to learn to be my most authentic self has been places where I personally have experienced challenges, where it has cost me something to learn something. That is like just, just a thought here, but potentially the places that has cost you the most to sort of like come through could be the very places where you actually have a calling that can, that like you can get some work done and that that work could actually get known. And be seen mm-hmm. by other people, right? Because now Found useful. Now because now you're useful. Right. Yep. Now you have a use. Now you have it's not in again, we're back to service. It's not just about yep. you getting known for you. It's about you going like, this really affected me. I remember the feelings of this, the before, and now I'm in after. Here's what changed for me. And you make that thing, you solve that problem. Meaningful problem for meaningful people. Right? Hold on, I gotta connect this to where I was just just before that. Where was I? Oh no, I got so excited about that. I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought. Cause it's such no. a big deal. If I can, if you like, if you can, if you can get, oh, I know what I was talking about. The two, the two, uh, the two, uh, things that statistically increase or significantly impact your, your experience of well being of your life. Um, so anyways, the mindfulness meditation stuff might come up. That's awesome. That's what I chose it for. That's what I wanted to, cause I was very depressed. Right. So I got into meditation, guided meditation. I'm sure the Headspace app is great. I had an app called Insights Timer and I just found like free guided meditations there that, that were like 15 minute body scans. Right. Mm, really, yep. really powerful, really powerful. And then I listened to Ram Dass and Alan Watts and you start getting the philosophy of why it's okay to, to have these feelings of depression or of anger or of sadness. And I can just sit with them and let them express, let the, they, they're off gassing. You know what I mean? It's like this, it's like this powerful, natural sort of like, uh, uh, hot springs. It's like, man, you got to open that up. You got to let it breathe. And as, as you do so, as you do so, you start to see clearer. Whoa. And when you start to see clearer, you have different ideas of what I should do today. And now we're in entrepreneurialism again. So do you see how it's like, yeah, I get it. I go all to this like existential, you know, sort of woo woo stuff, but dude, it affects so profoundly. How I respond to the emails that are responsible for my family's livelihood. It's so yeah. profoundly practical to me. So the first, the first thing that research has found that impacts our, our, um, our well-being is mindfulness meditation. Just like five minutes a day is plenty, you know? Then the second thing is gratitude journaling. Or I like the word appreciation even better. There's a teacher called Abraham Hicks that I've listened to a lot on this and like, you know, just got me so stoned for three months on appreciation and gratitude. I just, I literally was like dizzy and, and like couldn't sleep. You know, I was just too fired up. I was too hopped up. I just felt like, man, we are doing it. This is awesome. And eventually it, it tapered out. It, it, it balanced itself. It was just the explosion into realizing the power of appreciation. But if the power of appreciation is this, you're already there. <laughs> That's it. Where are the places you can feel you've already got good stuff going? Yes. Happy. Like just lively always says happy. Thank you more, please. You want to get into that feeling. 
You wanted to get into that. You want to get into that feeling. If you can get into that feeling, that energetic, that emotional resonance, you will watch as you, as you look at what I should do today and you make decisions now that are impacted by that feeling you're already having. Yeah. Right. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. There's a whole world of like the law of attraction on this and all this, you know, stuff where they're selling to people who are like just at the poverty line. So they, they use all this language and all of this, you know, it's, it's, it gets really gross, but there's a powerful secret here at the, that like, that the things you want also want you as, as Hafiz says, you know, the, the, the things you want also want you in some weird, simple sort of like childlike way in your mind. And that if you can just step into the appreciation for the things you want that you already have, you'll realize you're already in dialogue with those things you want out there in the future that you feel like you don't already have yet. Mm. Right. And you're spending so much time focused on you don't have them that you're making more. I don't have them. Right. It's a big deal. I could go off and I can go off all about it because it's, it's definitely an idea that's changed my life, but it's very woo and it's very interesting. Uh, it, it, it has a lot of culture that has grown around it like a like a natural like fungus culture that's that's grown around it that, that is, I'm not a fan of. I'm just not a fan of it. It's another dogma. It's just another dogma. It's become another dogma in a lot of ways. But mindfulness and gratitude journaling, which is just write down five things you're glad about today every night. That's it. That's as easiest that it could be. Or you can go and do the 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 course that I did on journaling. So I I practiced this all very very religiously, very very uh, disciplined like for a set amount of months and and tried a bunch of different things, a bullet journal and all this other stuff. And I just made a course off. Here's the things that made the biggest impact for me that I think are the simplest for others to get. If you can get this, I think you get the idea, the core ideas at the heart of it. And then you can make up whatever practice feels best about it for you. But in there, I have several examples of things that you can be doing um, on the daily. That'll just complete, like just tune up your mind, all that, all that routine to tune up your mind. Because when you come to your daily work with a mind that has been tuned up, it's very different than coming to your daily work with a mind that has been like, likely if you're not tuning it up, you're tuning it down, mm. right? The world is tuning it down for you, right? Maybe she's born with it. No, maybe it's just Maybelline. You know, maybe <laughs> it's, it's just Maybelline. Maybelline. Maybe, it's maybe if you were at the Super Bowl, then you'd be somebody. You know, bummer, you couldn't afford tickets or you weren't the kind of person who did that, but you saw your friend who went there on the Instagram and the stuff. It's like, oh, what are we doing? We're comparing. We're tuning down. We're tuning down. So how do we tune up? That's what this whole conversation has been about. Routine is about tuning your mind up just a little bit every day. We've mentioned a lot of, very, like to me, when I think about what am I committed to in this conversation, all I want to say is like, if I could get one person to go on a walk today and how, and let that be, and let that like be a good experience, you know, not be like huffing and puffing going like, Oh, I don't want to walk. I still have all these emails to do. You know, it's like, of course you're still gonna have all those emails to do, but you got to spend a little time in fresh air. You got to move your body. You got to exult in like, just, just the fact that you're here, like so many miracles had to take place for you to be here. You know, I don't, no matter how, you know, shitty your dad is, like there was an, there was an involvement there that you came out of. Like you're a profoundly relational entity. Like you, there's no way for you to live without others. When a baby is born, a human baby is born, they're so helpless. They will die. They will immediately die without the help of other people who are taking care of them. You were taken care of at least enough such that you were survived. You were totally victimized probably on so many levels as well. Me too. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I could be mad about that all day long. Uh, or I can, I can, you know, go, you know, yeah, that too. And I'm not going to repeat that cycle with my kids. And there's something here worth living for still, right? That's a hard place to get to um, for some people. For other people, it's just, it's literally a journal entry away. <laughs> it's mm. just a walk away. It's a good night's sleep away. It's a morning song away. And we get, we have these little tools, these little, like these little levers that we can pull to get us into just a tuned up state of mind, just tiny, just uh, literally, I'm, I'm just mean like you just barely move the needle like a tiny bit up and to the right, right? You're, you're high flying at that point. Cause if you can do that one day, you can do that two days. And if you do that two days, it, like it can, there's a chance that it can end up being like a lot of days in a row. And if you do that a lot of days in a row, like you're not even going to recognize the life that you have 10 months or 10 years from now, you know, it's a really big deal. That's why I started this conversation with what is entrepreneurship being in the jungle? Because if we go back through the line of, of time, we realize our actual, our actual, like, like profound, like natural evolutionariness on this planet that is responsible for our entire, like our entire, like everything going on. Actually, it's the sun that's responsible for everything for us in a lot of ways. Right. <laughs> like I heard, I heard a native American doing this great teaching. He was like, you know, people are constantly asking like, what's it all about? Like, what's the, what's the cause of all of this? What, what, what's, what's the purpose? You know? And he, he's like, well, then in, in native American ceremonies, like it's very clear. It's the sun. The sun is responsible for everything here. All the energy that came out of this planet comes from the sun. Everything that's ever popped forth into life on this planet has come from the sun in a large, in, in at least a, a very large way. I mean, maybe life was populated from other places uh, on the planet, like, you know, like spores and stuff. Anyways, I listened to too much science talk. I'm getting <laughs> off of it. I'm getting off of it. I apologize. I hope that this conversation has been helpful for you as you think about routine, because on the regular is where you build your business. On the daily is where you find your success. Okay. It's not going to be, you go to a Tony Robbins event, you have some massive change and now you're successful. You will still come home from that event and you will have to apply it on the regular, on the daily. And these habits, the things that we're talking about, I mean, really, we really only talked about a few very simple things and, uh, and you'll come up with uh, so many more. But these are, these are just like, this is just being a human, man. You've got a lot of machinery. You got a liver. You got a heart. You got to eat to stay alive. You got to sleep. You got to shut it down. You know, like you've got, you've got all this machinery and a mind that's going like crazy, like trying to keep you safe, right? Trying to keep you safe. That's all. Like you care about yourself, right? And that's why you're doing your business. So if you could tap into that with a little bit of routine to tune your mind up, there's a chance that you can just move that needle just a tiny bit to the positive with like within the first 30 seconds of that Justin Timberlake song. And now all of a sudden your whole day is different for 30 seconds of a song. Are you kidding me? What? Like, like tell me what you have to do. That's more important than that. Tell me what you can do today. That's going to make a bigger impact than, than changing how you are when you do everything else throughout the day. Right? Massive, massive impact this kind of routine stuff can have. If you have any questions, if you have any statements, you can fire them away to us on social media at fizzle co on Twitter, or are we fizzle on Twitter? I think we might've got fizzle on Twitter. I can't remember what we are now. Jeez Louise. That's how, that's how out of, 
out of the gay Miami, Adrian, a- Aiden, Adrian, <laughs> Aiden? sorry, what, what's happening? What's happening? Oh any, my God. Any closing words before I, I sign off here? Uh, well, first of all, we're at fizzle on Twitter. Okay. Um, and the only thing I wanted to add to, which I think is the crux of why really the only thing, I mean, this goes so deep, but we're after finding, um, feeling good about something, right? Feeling good about our business, feeling good about our day, feeling good about ourselves. Um, and that is, is why routine is baked around stuff. It's merely a vessel to get us to the feelings of goodness. And, uh, and there's a lot of different ways you can do them. Um, hopefully we've provided a vague enough framework so that you could play around with some of these Duplo blocks, these Lego <laughs> blocks. Yeah. Um, because it is very different. It is very intimate. Um, so maybe, maybe some of these tips and tricks were very specifically appropriate for you. And if, if so, that's like even way super better. But, um, but yeah, just get tuned in to how you feel about that goal of yours. And, uh, and if you, if you dial that in and you're able to manufacture that feedback loop and get access to that mystery gear where you are getting more energy that is begetting more energy and you're making more of an impact and you're feeling better and better and better about it. That's the answer that I'm looking for. So, um, hopefully you're, we'll share, share the journey and share the road on that, on that mission. Beautiful. Okay, guys, this is episode 307 of The Fizzle Show, which means you just have to go to fizzleshow.co slash 307 to get the show notes, which include all the links that we mentioned here. We use a company to put together show notes. I'm excited to see what they come up with. <laughs> I'd be awesome if they found like a BBC uh, Planet Earth 2 clip of that of that bird with a long <laughs> with a long beak. Who knows? Let's see if it's there. Fizzleshow.co slash 307. And like I mentioned earlier, you can get five weeks for free of Fizzle. Okay, so like that, this journaling course, daily journaling for, uh, for, for more productivity. Uh, that course inside of Fizzle is short and sweet and amazing. And if you did that course, well, if you did Steph's goals course first, because that's going to help you clear up a bunch of crap in your mind, really good. And then you do the daily journaling course to help figure out, to help just like get you in the, in the state that you want to be in every day. Uh, that'll change your, that'll change your whole, uh, business there, buddy. That'll change everything. And you can get it for free. Fizzle.co slash try five. Our hope, obviously, is that you get in there and you, you become addicted. You like it so much because it tunes you up to be in a community of people who are actively building their business. It's not like Facebook. It's just different from Facebook. People are focused on building their business. They're real people. They also like Marvel movies and other things. They also get distracted, right? But they come back to their work. And that's you, isn't it? That's just like you. They come back to your work. And we all need a little, a little bump. To stay, in, to stay inspired, to stay focused, to remind ourselves why we're doing this. So the community at Fizzle and all the courses, there's so many courses, and the roadmap, which you can just start play at the beginning and just start following. You know, Every week, do another little chunk of it. And you're going to get through so much in your business in that time. You're going to have a tuned up email list. You're going to have your website all figured out. You're going to have your story straight and your elevator pitch. So that anytime you're talking to a new client, you'll have a better way of, of selling to them, right? You're going to have all of this tuned up just by cl- simply clicking play and every every week coming in doing doing a little bit more, right, of the roadmap. All of that for free for you for five weeks. Fizzle.co slash try five. And then on the other side of it, there's a, there's a small monthly fee, right, to stay. It's like less than your coffee bill every month. It's it's a no-brainer. Or you can you can pay yearly and save, like, you get, like, several months for free. 
Okay, so all of that is at fizzle.co slash try five. I have been Chase Wordman Reeves. Thanks to Aiden Fishbein for hanging out, talking about this crazy conversation. I hope you get something out of it. I hope I wasn't just talking into the breeze because to me it feels like this stuff really matters. This stuff really can change. If I had heard this from someone that would have got through my my deflector shields, you know, five or ten years ago, it would just saved me so much time. So much time. But, you know, I'm pretty hard-headed. I had to go through a lot of stuff to get it. Maybe this got in for you. If it, if it did, I, I'd love to hear about it. So, talk to you next time. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thank you for listening, for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.